Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of AFK Discussions, and I am your host Jason, and with me is Ty. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey guys, so uh, this week we got a really good episode. We got uh, Phil from Exploring with Phil. Um, before we jump in here, though, I want to just tell you to go check out Reaper Apparel. Um, they've been with us since day one, and if you go reaperapparel.com and put in code AFK Discussions, you get ten percent off your order. So go check them out. Hey Phil, how's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, um, Jason and Ty. You guys are um, a, a, I love going on podcasts and talking about paranormal stuff, magnet fishing, renonautica, all that kind of stuff. So it's always a pleasure when people ask me to come on um, their shows to talk about that kind of stuff. So thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't wait to get into this because you know I've been watching exploration videos, gosh, for years on YouTube. And it's something that I'm really interested in and something I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm too chicken to do. Um, I know, you know, sometimes you get permission to go in these places and some people don't. They just kind of, you know, if there's a door open, they're not really breaking inner because, you know, it's not locked. They can just go in mm-hmm. and not get in trouble. Yep. But, um, you know, I just I'm too f- afraid of, you know more of the cops than the supernatural. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Some of these, some of these things, like, I, I guess the, the, the creepiest one that I've seen in recent years, I totally am blanking on the name. Um, but a guy goes to an old mining cave and there's a bunch of chains hanging, um, from the ceiling and the chains start to move by themselves. And, and like, I, for me, I'm more scared of like, like the paranormal, especially if I'm there by myself. Right. Because, then I don't have like a, and this is going to sound really weird. I don't have a measure of how scared I should be because there's no one else there to be scared with me. So I'm just like terrified. And so I, I'm, I'm kind of like the opposite. I, I probably wouldn't go just because I would be more scared of like something happening. Um, than then like the cops showing them and be like, Hey man, you probably shouldn't be here. Yeah. But Ty, man, you know, you used to be a cop, so you kind of know how to, how that thing goes, you know. <laughs> that's why. That's why he's not worried. He's like, "Oh, these are my buddies." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, the worst thing they're going to do is tell you to leave a place. But yeah, I, I definitely right. feel like going into, I, and I think it's it's more creepy to me going in something like an abandoned mine or like some old train tunnels or any sort of cavernistic like structure versus going into which in there they're both scary in their own right but versus going into like a abandoned prison where they used to kill inmates or a mental asylum where they used to do things that are criminal to the criminally insane yeah for sure well with the cave and stuff like that i mean it's just like there's collapse and it collapses and all that kind of stuff there's oxygen problems there's i mean there's a lot of just natural things that can go wrong and a cave or some an abandoned mine or something like that, you know. Um, have you guys seen the YouTube channel? Um, oh man, now I'm gonna blank on the name. I'm gonna have to look it up. But it's basically this dude. He bought like an abandoned um, ghost town. It has like a whole bunch of mines. It's like Cerro Gordo, Nevada. Um, but he, yeah, he bought this huge ghost town, uh, ghost town living or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Something like that. But yeah, basically bought this whole ghost town and he's like rehabbing the town back to the way it used to look and stuff like that. But he owns all these like old mines and sometimes he goes in and he does these like explorations and tries to find like old jeans and 
and um, you know Levi's and stuff like that because that's where Levi's came from. I guess how they started out was yeah they were like for miners, I guess because they were so tough they could last um, the workday and stuff like that. I guess um, so you know it's, it's I think it, there's like the fascinating side of it, but yeah, I mean going into any abandoned anything is scary. Like I agree with you the. I'm, I wasn't a former cop, so anytime you go anywhere where you're not like technically supposed to be is kind of sc- always scary, at least for me. Um, that's like half scary, but what's weird about it is like what you don't expect is like the paranormal side because I've checked out an abandoned house before, and I was just there, a, a couple of them, but one of them in particular, I was just there to like check out the house, and like about 20 minutes in, in this one room, I go in this one room, I'm like, oh, it looks like a junk room, and then right after that, I can you hear... And with my own ears, I hear like a woman, woman's voice, like moaning or singing in that room. And it's filled with junk. There's no one in there. It's an abandoned house. There's no one there. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh my God. I was like, did you hear that? And the guy with me didn't hear it. Um, but later on, I like, um, re- I listened back and it's there. So I caught it on, on camera or whatever. It's like really faint in the background, but it's just like, you know, so random. I wasn't asking it. I wasn't doing an AVP session. I was just there like looking around. And it's just like, I heard something, which is so, that's weird. And it's like, well, you know what? Maybe that's why this house is abandoned. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's haunted, you know what I mean? So no one yeah. wanted to like deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Do you usually go out? Like I've seen, I've watched a, a few different videos that you have. And sometimes you're with a group and then sometimes it, it seems like you're by yourself. Do you do you go out like alone a lot, a, a lot or, do, or do you prefer a group of people or? Um, it, it doesn't, it usually just depends what day I go. If it's a Friday, which is my normal day, I usually go out. I'm usually by myself. Um, so I would say I probably do 80% of my videos by myself. And then other times when I do like night investigations or stuff like that, I'll bring, you know, Nicole or my, my fiance or my sister and her husband also help me out sometimes as well. Um, but that's more like if I do like a bigger investigation where like it's a nighttime thing or like i'm doing like when i went i did a a big like abandoned hospital i took eric with me you know what i mean so if i do you know so i do something like that i usually will take somebody with me but for the most part i'm not afraid to go by myself don't get me wrong it is definitely scarier going by yourself than with someone else for sure um yes yeah yeah so I, i was wondering um like what got you into doing the exploration videos? You see some stuff going on, on YouTube. And you're like, I want to go do that. Or is it something that you've always like been interested in? Oh, great question. Like I started getting interested in probably as far as exploration type stuff. It probably started with like um, seeing pictures of abandoned um, hospitals and buildings in like the mid 2006, 2007 before exploration videos were even a thing on YouTube, you know? And then once I saw people doing it on YouTube, I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. But I would say I didn't really start wanting to do YouTube until um, probably Randonautica when I saw people doing Randonautica videos. And I was like, I was like, I wonder what's up with this. Is this like really legit? Is like, like, so I wanted to find out for myself kind of thing. And I was like, I could totally do that and do some abandoned buildings and, and do some investigations. And that's kind of like how it kind of started. And then I would say how I really started was like, I did a paranormal investigation in my town. They had like an event at my town hall. And like, we did that last October. And then I would say shortly after that, I started doing videos probably like every other week. And now I do videos like every week since then. That's awesome, man. Yeah. 
For yeah. the people who don't know, um, could you explain what Randonautica is? Yeah, so Randonautica is an app you can download on your phone. It's for free. Um, basically, it's an app that uses um, a varied number of different things. It can use a quantum computer. It can use random points. It can use uh, – It's a. there's a list. If you open the app, it'll tell you which all these things do. You can pick different things. Um, but – Primarily, it's basically a random number generator type thing, but it uses your own intention. So say, for example, you're like, all right, my intention is to find a cat, right? So they're like, all right, I want to find a cat. I want to find a cat. You open the app, you hit one of the th- your options, you know, you hit the button. You're like, all right, my intention is cat. And it's like, it'll tell you to visualize your intent, which would be find a cat. And it'll give you a point. You drive to that point and... Hopefully you find a cat. So the, the, the creator of the app says the app will give you, cause it, it's all based on a quantum computer, I guess in Australia. Sure. So like your, when you hit the button on your phone, it goes to a computer in Australia, a quantum computer, which generates the point for you based on what it told you, which is like theoretically how it works. So the app creator said it gives you <clears throat> a 10% better chance at finding what you're looking for than random. Um, so it's, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it can, it just gives you a better opportunity to find something you're, whatever you're looking for. Um, and he also said that, um, also try your intention up to three times. And by the third time you should find at least something that could at least maybe not be exactly what you're looking for, but represent what you were looking for in some way, or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Um, so that's basically how the app works. Um, the app got famous. Do you guys know how the app got famous? Do you guys know like the no. background? of? Oh, okay. No. So, yeah, I, I know a little bit about it, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So the app got famous back in 2020 when it came out. Um, it was kind of like a very secretive app when it first came out. It didn't, there wasn't a lot of information about it. They think they did it on purpose to try to like, you know, hype it up a little bit. But anyway, a couple teenagers were playing and um, uh, basically their, their intention was death. And so it took them, this is in Seattle, and this is a real true story. You can look it up. Um, they, it took them to this point right on the shoreline of a water and they go there and they're like, oh man, there's like a suitcase right here. And they get, they climb down, they get close to the suitcase. It smells long story short. They call the cops. The cops end up finding two dead bodies inside the suitcase, like cut up. And it was, no like, way. Yeah, and it was like, a murderer that killed these two people and they end up finding the guy and whatever. But, and these kids that they legitimately found this by playing the app. And so that's how the app kind of got like the bad reputation. Cause people are like, Oh my God, like, you know, is the, is the app, is the app evil? Did it send them there? You know, da 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 da. Is it like a Ouija board type? Right, thing? right, right. Yeah. So that's what, so that's what kind of like got the notoriety. And then, then I think what ended up happening shortly after that is then you had all these people on YouTube starting to do videos about it. Um, you, you know, going out with themselves, going at night, doing negative intentions. And, you know, I've seen some videos where like, I've seen some weird things happen, but there's a lot of fakes out there too. Nowadays, especially with Randonautica. I don't know if you guys have done a Randonautica search on YouTube, but um, a I, lot. I will after this. Yeah. Cool. You'll be very entertained. I would just, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I mean. You'll, you'll know it and you see it. If it seems a little too good to be true, it's definitely too good to be true. I'll put it that way. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it's if yeah. you're watching something, you're like, wait a minute, this seems more like a movie than like a legit, you know, somebody like stalking this person. You know, it's just, dude, it's weird. So there's a lot of people out there that kind of like took advantage of that. 
and you know try to make it into something that it's not i suppose i could see that mm-hmm. yeah yeah this there's a lot of those channels that i used to follow and um it seems like the longer it goes the more theatrical it seems they're not it's not authentic like it used to be yeah you know? yeah it's more like entertainment first yeah yeah um which is fine but like the problem i have with it is they don't tell you that they just like pretend like it's everything they do is legit and it's just like if you would just say this is for entertainment purposes only, I'm on board. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think that's fine. But when you're trying to pass yourself off as like, you know, some like paranormal investigator or whatever, and you're, you know, you're like sensationalizing things, you know, it's just like, mm, yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely like a fine line there for sure. You know? I've always Dude. questioned the TV shows. I feel mm-hmm. like the TV shows are so over dramatized versus like, I feel like YouTube has like a good amount of content. As far as like exploration goes, paranormal investigations, like the one that I had mentioned before, and I and I wish I could remember the YouTube channel and the guy's name, um, but like that, like for me, some of those videos are like a little long, um, they're a little boring, but then there's that that spike of truth in there, that little that little you know one minute one to two minute, this is the actual paranormal activity here. Versus like you have TV shows that have multiple seasons, like the the possibility or the odds of you encountering that much paranormal activity, I would assume is pretty slim, even if you're going and looking for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially if, if you're like a TV or a TV show, you're going to like all these different places. And especially if like people are inviting you to go there, you know, so then you have like people that want to believe their house is haunted or you know what i mean so there's so many places that you go that you know it's not haunted at all because people just want attention or something you know what i'm saying so right. like definitely could play into it a little bit too but yeah you're right not every not every single place you go is haunted you know and you know thank god that it's not you know <laughs> i was convinced when me and my wife bought our house there is uh in the room i'm in right now it's like a it's like a big uh, I don't know, like 20, 25 by like 16, like family room, like upstairs. And there's an attic entrance. That's, I mean, it's a pretty good size. I mean, we have like an entertainment center and stuff below it now. Um, so I think it's a lot less likely, but I was convinced when we first moved in the house that someone was living up there. Ooh, creepy, um, creepy. And I, I saw, I had recently in like, when we had moved in, I had recently seen a video of a guy in New York city. He was living with his, uh, his girlfriend or his fiance or something. And, um, he, he buys like very specific things cause he likes to work out and he likes to eat healthy and a bunch of his stuff, like a bunch of his protein bars and all this stuff kept getting eaten. He was like, dude, listen, stop eating all my protein bars. And she's like, I haven't touched your protein bars. And he's like, yes, you have. I mean, they don't just get up and walk away. And so one night he's like, I'm going to catch her. And he sets up a camera and he goes to sleep and a lady like climbs out of his ceiling, eats his food. They're in like, she's in his fridge and then climbs back up in the ceiling and closes the ceiling tile back. Right. And so when we first bought this house, I was convinced every little noise. I was like, dude, somebody's living up there. And then the <laughs> moment I became unconvinced that nobody is living up there is uh, we had an issue this past summer where one of our uh, units upstairs, uh, the circuit board had like fused together and the heat wouldn't turn off. So it was just, it was, the air was running, but the heat was running too. And it was like 90 something degrees up here. And um, when they finally came and fixed it, uh, I, you know, I got up in the, I got up in the attic. 
it is so hot. It has to be like 110 degrees up there. I was like, dude, nobody's living up here. They would be miserable. Yeah, they'd be dead. Yeah. And so that's what kind of cured it for me. But um, yeah, man, I was convinced when we first moved into this house. And and I, and I think that goes back into like what you said, like everybody, especially if they're inviting you on the show, everybody thinks their house is haunted and mm-hmm. everybody has different things going on in their life and to make them think that there's a haunting or something like that. But yeah, dude, when we first bought this house, I was convinced. I was like, dude, there's for sure something in this house. I could barely sleep, dude. Yeah, that is so. That is creepy, man. That is creepy. Um, it reminds me of this like story I just like heard recently, real quick. It was a uh, like this old school story in New England that um, um, basically what happened is this 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 guy that was kind of like a a traveler type guy looking for work and and you know he'd never get ahead or whatever, and he loses his job and he asked this guy for help and he wouldn't help him and so. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break into this guy's house when he's not home and take stuff from him." So he, he ends up doing that, but he doesn't realize the guy's home. Um, he has a struggle with the guy and accidentally kills him. He freaks out, hides in the attic. The mob, the wife gets home, sees him, thinks he dies of a heart attack or whatever. And so the cops, you know, no one thinks anything otherwise. And then she's like, starts hearing like phantom noises upstairs and stuff. She thinks it's like her husband or the house is haunted. And it come to find out they end up finding the guy like a couple of months later or whatever. And he was like up in the attic or whatever. But, um, and then they realized that he had murdered the guy. He confessed to murdering the guy. He was like, he hadn't been eating. He was like anemic and he smelled and yeah. Like, cause he had just been like, like petrified or scared up there because he had accidentally killed this guy that he liked, but he, you know what I mean? He, whatever. Um, but it's just a weird story. Kind of very similar to what you're talking about. That's why I was yeah. like, it made me think of that. I'm like, that's creepy. Imagine that. Dude, makes you makes you want to check every single square inch of your house. <laughs> well, and when we first moved in too, like I was so paranoid and we live in such a good neighborhood, right? Like it's such a good neighborhood. It's very quiet. Like everybody has like little kids and stuff. So there's little kids playing in the street during the day. And then, you know, like when the, the street lights come on, everybody's in their homes, everybody has their blinds open and you can see people moving around in their homes and stuff. So it's like a super safe, like, um, like suburban, like film type neighborhood. Right. But at, even every night, like I would, cause we have two back doors and a front door and I would constantly like two or three times a night go and make sure like the doors are locked. Cause I didn't want somebody like breaking in and killing me in my sleep. That's a, like my, I think probably my worst fear or like the creepiest thing to me, um, dude. And this is, this goes back to like your Pinhurst. Uh, video your first pinhurst video with the shadow figure yes yeah that to me is the worst thing like and there's there's a long hallway behind me um my house has this long hallway upstairs and then it, it does like a 90 degree thing so like my biggest fear is like me just turning around in my computer chair and seeing somebody standing at the end of that hallway like a shadowy figure that to me is like the scariest thing dude yeah, definitely. Especially if that's the only way out. Oh Ooh. my god! Yeah, it is. Well, other than this window next to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know what? This looking, this window's looking great. <laughs> right, I'll take this, dude. I'll take the window. Oh man, yeah, dude. That is the shit. Yeah, that is definitely terrifying. Definitely a shadow figure. That was, I couldn't believe that. And that was, um, that was like the second time we went to Penrose, but that was literally the first thing that happened within moments of being there. We were like there for not, we were like, cause you know, when you go there, you kind of like, they split you up in groups, right? 
and then they take you to each location. And then when you get to your location, they'll tell you a little bit about the history before yeah. you start. You know what I'm saying? So basically, we had gotten down to the tunnel. The girl had like just explained what the tunnels were, what the paranormal evidence was. And it basically picks up right where you see the video pick up where like the girl's like, I see a shadow over there. And then my sister's like, I see it too. And then like, Eric takes the picture and we catch that shadow figure. Dude, that was crazy. I couldn't believe that. That was that was a wild night. That was probably the most paranormal evidence I've caught like in one night at that place um, at, in Penhurst. What's the sure. scariest, like, what do you think the scariest, like, hauntings or explorations or paranormal activity that you've ever had? Like, where you're like, uh, I'm not sure if I would ever come back here. Oh, man, maybe not go back. Maybe um, I think I'd probably go back almost everywhere I've been. Um, I will say there's something definitely different about the Freetown Forest, um, National or State Forest, I should say, in Massachusetts. So it's part of the Bridgewater Triangle. Have you guys heard of the Bridgewater Triangle or no? I don't think I so. Have. Okay. Uh, oh, you I have? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, there is a little, if you have Amazon Prime, there's a great documentary about the Bridgewater Triangle. Basically, it's just like a little area, a triangle area in Massachusetts that's right near where I live. And uh, Freetown State Forest is in there. The Huckamuck Swamp, the, another one of the places I go. Um, that's part of it. Um, so basically the paranormal claims are UFOs, Bigfoot, um, large birds that are unusual size, um, like as big as cars, stuff like that. Um, obviously ghosts, paranormal stuff, swamp lights, puckwudgies, which are basically like uh, trolls, just another name for them. A Native American name for the for, um, the Native Americans called them around here. So a lot of paranormal activity. So Freetown has like the more satanic stuff or history of satanic stuff going on. So Freetown, it was labeled by the Native American Indians that lived here as a place where evil evil is, which okay. I think is interesting because even they were like, all right, well, there's definitely evil here, which is strange, I think. And so fast forward to the 70s, there was a lot of um, – ritualistic um sacrifices there as far as animals go um like mutilations of of different types of animals there was a murder out there where this poor girl got sacrificed um sort of like satanically and stuff like that by this guy who was into that stuff and was trying to recruit this other girl into it it was this whole thing they all they all got obviously got caught and stuff like that but dude some gruesome gruesome um stuff happened in this forest and just like bad vibes put it this way 50 percent of the people i talked about the forest with Freetown state forest about 50% of the people won't even go there just because of the history there. Um, so last time I went, there's like this area that's like, it's called the ledge. Um, it's basically just like an old rock quarry or whatever. Yeah. Um, I got the spirit box out and I've never had anything like ever say anything bad to me as far as like mean or mean spirited or say anything really bad. I've gotten like go away a couple times, but that's, you know, that's just they don't want to be bothered. When I was there, I got called a bitch on the spirit box. Um, I got I asked what their name was, and they said, "Why do you care?" <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, dude. They're like really, just like really negative and really like not very nice at all. Um, and so yeah, that place is definitely, I would say, different as far as like energy wise. You know, it has more of I don't know what it is. It just has more of like a negative um vibe there for whatever reason well i feel like a forest is really creepy too because mm -hmm. like i always get like the hills have eyes vibes 
like when I'm in a forest, like obviously not like Cades Cove or like the Smoky Mountain National Park because Cades Cove is like this big, huge touristy, um, like there's tons of people that walk the trail. So you're not, you're never really like alone, right? Like it's not like the Appalachian trail where you're like pretty much by yourself. Right. 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 And that kind of stuff freaks me out because if there was something up there, you would like never know almost like, I mean, because when you're in the forest and like I was in the military for, for a pretty long time. And when you're doing, um, land nav right we had land nav courses where you would do land nav with groups you would do land nav we had a couple of land nav courses where you're doing it by yourself um and man every like i don't know how many people that are listening have been in a forest by yourself but the forest makes noise man mm-hmm. it is not quiet and it, it it's like in movies it's really dramatized right because like somebody will be in the forest and it's like dead quiet and then you hear like a limb snap Dude, trees are rocking back and forth. They're like creaking all over the place. There's leaves falling. Like the the forest makes so much noise that it is a hundred percent possible somebody or something could be following you and you would never even know it. Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely Especially in a place like Freetown, man, like you, uh, you always have that in the back of your mind because there's just so many like, you know, murders and not only that, but like it just like at the ledge specifically, there's been people that um, commits, committed suicide there, obviously, by jumping off. Yeah. But the last time that happened, it was like um, one of those things where like it was an accident. They were having a campfire up there and the guy ac- accidentally, quote unquote, uh, fell off. And um, what's weird about it is when I went there that day in the video. Um, there was a guy up there flying a drone. I have like drone footage in my video, but I was talking to him and his wife knew that guy. And she had told him that, um, that they, there was people out there that thought it wasn't an accident and that he was pushed off. So, hmm. you know, just add another creepy story to the Freetown state forest, you know? Yeah. But like pushed off by somebody that was, yes. Yes. Or like pushed yeah. off by something that was there. Oh, by, by a real person. Okay. By, yeah. By a real person. Like, um, yeah, someone that didn't like them or something like that. Um, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it's dude. just a, it's a weird place, man. Like I said, when I went there, it was a beautiful fall day, and there was like three other people there. You know, if this was any other natural, un, you know, forest or whatever, there'd be tons of people hiking around and stuff, and um, just a lot of weird stuff there. There was a pack of wild dogs that were running wild in there like ten years ago. <laughs> Dude, wild dogs are no joke, dude. Like, yeah, man, you, dude, it's so random, serious. you know? That is that is terrifying. Imagine like being out there being like, what is that? And it's just like a pack of wild dogs, you know? Dude, you're done for, man. Like, yeah. like I've, I've seen videos of like packs of wild dogs in like India and parts of like Africa and stuff mm-hmm. dude, that will like maul and kill people like, yeah. and eat yeah. them. Like that's no joke. So it, it's funny that you said you're from um, you're, you you live in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was there about a month ago. Oh, um, nice. Me, me and my wife went to Nantucket. Yep. Um, up there, Gorgeous. and man, it is it's a really cool place, but you also get kind of the creepy vibe there too, man. So like, yeah, uh, I don't know if you if you have you ever been to Nantucket? I have. Yes. Yeah, awesome. I've been there a few times. Yeah. Awesome. So you know Sconset, where you walk on the trail behind everybody's houses. Yes. And, and, yeah. and there's the bluffs. So you can see the ocean. It's super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we were um, walking that, and there's this one house that's there that is probably like the creepiest house that I've ever seen in my life. And it's like something out of a movie, like an old, you know, an old widow lives there and she's, she always waited for her husband to come home from whaling and he Mm -hmm. never came back. And people say they didn't see him and he didn't get on the boat kind of like deal. Um, I thought, and and there was a couple of like restaurants there, like the brotherhood. I don't know if you've ever been there, but, Mm -hmm. um, uh, like the Island itself, because there's no corporations allowed on the Island. Right. So there's no targets, Walmart, Starbucks, nope. none of that kind of stuff. It's all like mom and pop people who live on the Island kind of deal. And it almost like gives off like a very like cult, like vibe almost. Definitely. Like, like a rich person cult vibe. Yes, dude. Like, yeah. like the, the people come there and like, and we went of course it's like the the off season is beginning right so it goes from like a hundred thousand people on the island down to like the twenty thousand actual inhabitants of the island and so when we're in sconsa and we're walking the trail there was a couple of old men on their porch you know smoking cigars doing whatever doing whatever rich people do and they i kind of like waved at them hey guys how's it going and they didn't say anything they just kind of looked at me you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, and that's like that yeah, you say hi now, but you just wait until we have you and your wife. <laughs> and dude, it is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Massachusetts yeah. as a whole is like has to be one of the creepiest states in the entire country. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's definitely one of the most haunted states in the country for sure. No I doubt. Mean, you have like Salem and like all this stuff, like all the the witchcraft stuff. Like I'm very very intrigued by like the witchcraft stuff. Uh, I, I watched a movie recently and I want to say it's called the witch. I think that's what it's called, but it takes place in like early America in some place like Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And um, spoiler alert guys, if you've never seen the movie, um, the, the, the dad is convinced by the mother that the daughter is a witch um, the mother's baby goes missing at the beginning of the movie. Um, the older sister was watching it. There, it's a it's a mother, a father, and technically four kids. Um, but the but the baby gets taken at the beginning, um, and they go through this movie. And the kids say they talk to the goat, and the goat's name is Philip. By yeah, the way, yeah, I know this uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it's it. So crazy, and very creepy. I feel like that's Massachusetts, right? Like yeah. that's a Massachusetts vibe. Dude. Absolutely. I mean that, and like the like Pilgrims too, the Pilgrims in Plymouth and stuff like that. Like, oh my gosh, everything about uh, the Puritans. Then later on in Boston, um, yeah, every everything about Massachusetts. There's a lot of history and a lot of like, um, obviously a lot of tension and like bloodshed and curses and you know like a lot of just like naturally haunted places anyway before we even got here and then you add in the you know the history of you know just like the the wars between the early settlers over up this way and the native american indians up this way and then you know fast forward to the revolution and you know so i mean there's definitely a lot of a lot more history here than a lot of other parts in America. Not to say that that matters, but I think it matters a little bit um, as far as just, there's just more that's happened here. That's all. And a lot of more bad things have happened here too. You know, I mean, just the, 
the Salem Witch Trials itself was pretty. Um, That's awful. so brutal. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things that like. Once that ball that ball started getting rolling, and then you know people are starting pointing the pointing the finger at everyone else, it just you don't know what's what after that. <laughs> I you always know? and and I've always thought too, like it, as far as like hauntings and stuff go, I've always felt like hauntings that were older in origin versus hauntings that are more new in origin, old old to us, right? Because yeah, like and, and what I mean by that is like. I like really super old, like witchcraft and, and ritual sacrifices and, and things of that nature to me are far more, uh, I think hauntings of that kind are far more scary than a, a mental hospital where you still kill their patients in like the six, the fifties and the sixties. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. That's still super terrifying. But I feel like there's more of like a like an ancient evil kind of vibe yeah. when you yeah. when you talk about witchcraft and stuff. Well, yeah, I think it's when it's definitely a whole other level of like you know that's definitely a, a negative type thing. Whereas like when you go to an uh, asylum or something like that, you know these people, some of them had Down syndrome, some of them were autistic. You know they're just they're just regular people. Whereas like you know you're in some place where they did satanic rituals, there's more than just people there. Do you know what I mean? There could be other dark things there that were, you know, just drawn to that area because of what happened there. Right. You know, like, or just, you know, the energy that is still stored there because of the past. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how all that stuff works, but it seems like just based off like Gettysburg or any sort of battlefield, it seems like negative things definitely will leave an imprint and probably good things too. Um, But negative things definitely as far as death and a lot of people dying in one spot it seems to lead to like a lot of, you know, paranormal activity as far as ghosts, spirits, that kind of thing. Well, and I always think too, like back to like, like you said, mass murder, like Mm. mass murder of native Americans. Like that's a huge thing, right? Like, and native Americans believed in like mother nature and they were like native Americans are very superstitious people, right? They believe in the spirits and the spirit realm and, and ghosts and, and so for them, I think that like mass murders of Indians by like the Puritans or the Pilgrims and them putting curses on like certain areas and stuff. I, I think that that stuff is and, – and I'm a big skeptic in most things, but I definitely think stuff like that is is real, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean definitely. At least for sure. I mean I think so. Just based on the places I've been where – the Native Americans have, they claim that they cursed. I've been there and I've gotten EVPs there and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's at least paranormal activity going on there. I know that for a fact. So, right. um, it's definitely, definitely interesting. You know, the Bridgewater Triangle itself is just a cool mecca of like paranormal activity in this area. I mean, it's just a lot of weird things happen here, man. <laughs> so you speak about EVPs, um, again, for the listeners who don't know what that is, do you want to like sort of break that oh, down yeah, and, sure. and yep. sort of, uh, go into like the, the craziest experience that you've had with it? Yeah. So, um, EVP stands for electronic voice phenomenon. Basically what that means is, I mean, sometimes you do hear it with your own ears at the time, you know, like you're recording, you're walking around, you're asking questions. Sometimes you're not asking questions and then you hear a voice and you're like, Oh, I think I heard a voice. And then you listen later on and you capture that voice. And then there's other times where you're not, you don't hear anything. And then you're listening back. And then there's like all of a sudden there's a voice there that wasn't there um, at the time of the recording. That would be like an e- what would EVP would be. 
Um, so in my experience, you know, it's very limited because it's only one year, but I would say I've caught just as many EVPs asking questions during EVP sessions as I have just walking around and not necessarily asking questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've gotten like just as many just, you know, walking around as asking questions, which is kind of interesting. Um, cause I've had, I've gotten direct responses and stuff like that, but I've also gotten, you know, sometimes where like, for example, the, my last video, my Halloween episode, I was in the Huckamuck swamp. I didn't hear this. So I'm walking down the pathway and, uh, I literally catch an EVP that says Phil. And then a couple seconds later here, like meaning like, you know, here, like, like stop maybe, or I'm here, whatever, something to that effect. I didn't hear it at all, but I, I captured it later on. So like, you know, something like that is definitely, definitely creepy for sure. When something knows your name. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> terrifying. You know, you're like, okay, well, I mean, I have been there before and I have been like, Hey, my name's Phil. So like, it's like, okay. So it's like not a realm of possibility that this thing has seen me before or whatever right. it is, a spirit. I don't even know what it is, you know, no idea. But as far, okay. Your second question was the most terrifying experience. As far yeah, as, yeah, yeah, as far yeah, like, yeah. As far as like paranormal, when I'm doing like paranormal stuff, yeah, I would say that when I've, I would say the man, I would say the first time I went to the Huckamuck Swamp was I was terrified, absolutely terrified. You can tell in the video if you go, but it's a really, it's way back, like almost a year ago now, because it was the first time I ever been there, and it was by myself during the day and like knowing the history of like it's haunted and stuff like that. And as soon as you put it this way, it's one of those places where like you can hunt and trap and that kind of stuff. Like it's a wildlife preserve and and there's a few trails you could, there's like trails you can take in there. So it's not a hundred percent all swamp. Um, But for the most part, people don't hunt in there. And I know a guy and a whole family that will refuse to hunt in there because it's haunted. And they just have had weird things happen to them in there, so they don't want to even bother, um, which is weird, um, you know, to to have hunters not want to go there. You know what I mean? So it goes, it goes to show you, like, how uneasy people are when they go there. So, like, the first time I went there was terrifying, definitely mm-hmm. terrifying, just because I didn't know what to expect, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you just – that was definitely terrifying. But as far as, like, an EVP or something that's creeped me out the most um, – Probably when I went to Eastern State Penitentiary, and thank God I didn't hear it at the time, but um, I'm like in one of the cells, and it's an old prison in Philadelphia, for those who don't know, um, and you can walk around, do tours there. So um, I was just walking around, and I, I, I was in an area or a cell block. I can't remember which one, but it was kind of quiet. So I was like, all right, I'll go down this one because I can maybe I can do a couple EVP sessions. So I'm walking around my iPad. I'm in the cell asking questions like, oh, what's your name? What's your sentence? How long are you in for? That kind of thing. No, yeah. just kind of like just get basic information. And it starts out really low, but the end of it is like super clear. But basically it's a guy and it's like a really deep voice that says, um, um, what do you want with me? Basically. <laughs> and like very like not not very thrilled with like, uh, you know why like why i'm in here you know not very like happy i wouldn't say angry but like annoyed yeah Yeah. deeply annoyed and uh i didn't hear it at the time and i I, like shortly after that i end up like walking out of that cell block um i will say this one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me 
as far as doing EVP sessions is I was in the Huckamuck Swamp. I'm with my little cousin. It's like 25 degrees out. It's super cold out. Um, on the recording, um, all of a sudden in the background, you hear very, very clear. It sounds like a little person or a little, I don't know, very, very small, whatever it is. It definitely it sounds humanoid, but um, it basically says like the word cold. It's like cold here, cold here, basically. And as soon as it says cold, I say cold. I'm like, oh man, it's cold. And I'm like, that is, it just creeped me out when I heard it later. I was just like, how weird is that? Like, did that thing influence me to be like, oh, it's cold out? Or was it just a happenstance that it said cold and then I said cold, you know? I don't know. That's crazy. Actually, I watched that today, the episode. And yeah, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was just very weird and very clear too. And then, then there was like whispering that was like happened after that. And then I didn't hear that, but my little cousin heard it. He heard like the whispering part. Um which also sounds like the voice that I caught a couple weeks ago that said my name. It was kind of very similar. So I was thinking it was the same entity or person or whoever that was or whatever it was. Um, I, obviously, I can't prove that, but yeah, to, to me, it sounded like it. But yeah, yeah, that's probably a couple of the you know weirdest, um, weirdest things I've ever caught. That's like kind so, of creeped me out. Yeah. So you talked about um, like the Huckamuck Swamp. Mm. And the whole Bridgewater Triangle, you know, having other things besides just paranormal, like, well, I guess everything's paranormal, but other things besides ghosts. And um, so have you ever encountered any like cryptids or I know you talked about the Puckwudgies, mm-hmm. anything, have you ever seen anything like Puckwudgies? Or, so let me, let me see. Oh, you said the Puckwudgies are kind of like trolls. Correct. For some reason, um, I was thinking they were like little people because I know there's the yeah. Cherokee little people in yeah. our area that they talk yes. about. Is that sort of the same thing? Same thing. Same thing. So I guess the Native American Indians, they all have that same like little person thing. Each one of them call it something different. So the Native Americans up this way, the Wampanoags, that's the people who are around this area. They called them Puckwudgies, but they're called little people and stuff like that. And it's weird that you say that in that same video I was just talking about, the one that just came out, the Halloween one. Yeah, I caught, I got little on my word bank and then I got little on my um, spirit box shortly after that in that same area where I caught that EVP, which is interesting. It's just, it's interesting. You know, I can't prove that like, oh, this is definitely a little, a little puck wedgie or a little person, um, but um, a troll, whatever they, whatever I call them. But um, yeah, definitely interesting, dude. Uh, Yes. And there is, to answer your question, there is. There's those allegedly. There's Bigfoot, um, and like I said, every every kind of cryptic creature you could probably imagine. I will say I've had a couple of things that I definitely can't explain. I it's definitely I wouldn't say it was a spirit. It's definitely something physical. So there's been numerous occasions where um, I've heard like um, I've heard metal, like something hit metal, where I know I'm like the only person out there. You know, so I'm, I've caught I've caught that on tape a couple times, and then one of the night investigations we did, um, we were basically right in that area, that same area where I caught that EVP that said my name, and it was like basically I can't even describe the noise. It, it, I caught it on camera, but it doesn't do it justice because it was like too far away. But it literally sounded like metal crinkling, and th- like gotta remember, this is the middle of the swamp at night. There's like power stations above like the pathway, you know what I mean? Like little power lines and stuff. 
But other than yeah. that, it's like a pathway, power lines, swamp. So unless someone's like in the swamp, um, crinkling metal in there, um, I don't know where that came from. And then later on that same night, right after that, another EVP session, we heard like two rocks bang together in the swamp. And then shortly after that, we heard two like something bang on metal, like way down, you know, f- really far away, like out of our voice shot. So it definitely wasn't a person because they would have, you know, they wouldn't have heard us. Um, hmm. So it was just a lot, a lot of like weird things like that, where it's like, you know, what is that? Is that Bigfoot? Is that, you know, Pukwudgie? Is that a ghost? Like, I don't know. Is that a person? I mean, a lot of that definitely wouldn't be a person just because logically there's they would, there's nowhere for them to go. Um, they would have to walk by us, you know, in order yeah, for them definitely. to be, you know what I'm saying? It's like swamp. So there's no, like, unless someone's literally in the swamp, which would be super dangerous, <laughs> you know, cause it's a massive swamp. You get lost. Um, yeah. I don't know, dude. It's just a lot of weird things like that where it's like, I don't know what that would be, you know? Yeah. that That's very weird. Mm-hmm. So I got another question for you. So um, this is something I'm just curious about. Um, cause I've never had the opportunity to ask anyone who has used them. So the word bank and the spirit box. So I know that in theory, the spirit box, it like hunts through radio waves and finds words uh, for the spirit to communicate with. Is that correct? Yeah. So basically how it works is they, I go, you're right. It goes through the radio stations really fast and theoretically using the white noise and the radio stations, the, the ghost can allegedly manipulate that somehow to use make words out of it um and sentences and stuff like that um because especially the faster you go like when i do it i do it as fast as i can so it's like on mine it's like a speed of one through four or something so mine's all the way up at four so it's like basically you know it's it's very fast so it's going through the radio stations really quick so that way like you're not hearing any sort of you shouldn't be hearing any words through there as far as like full sentences or anything like that through a radio station so that okay. way, when you do hear a word or voices come through, you'll know that it's a little, at least a little bit more legit than if you had it turned down, you know, where it's like, well, you know, that was just a regular radio station and you just caught that one word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I, that's how the spirit box works. The word bank um, that I use is like an app. It's called the ghost app. And I was very skeptical about the app when I first started using it because I was just like, I don't, I don't know. It's just an app I downloaded or whatever. But I will say when I went to Penhurst with it, I definitely 100% got direct communication through that spirit box. I mean, through the spirit box, the word bank system, like, you know, I'd ask a question, it would answer my question and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with direct, you know, and intelligent responses referring to things that I've talked about before, or, or recently I've, I've had some things where I've gotten words on the word bank like I got in the word, uh, the name uh, Virgil on my word bank, and then I got that same name on the spirit box later on hmm. um, in an English voice, which was weird. I was like, oh, shoot, yeah. it's like a British dude. And I'm like, that and makes that's sense. That's a weird name. That's not like, you know. It, it's not. That's not a common name. And that's an yeah. old school name too, man. That's like a 1700s, 1800s British name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an old school, like a colonialist or something. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I think that's that, that kind of stuff has been really cool lately with like the correlations when you can correlate between two different devices with the same thing. That's when you're like, all right, man, I, I think you might, I might be getting somewhere here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause uh, I think, I think that's the best kind of evidence you can have. It's like, if you have 
multiple things, you know, pointing to the same thing. That's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, um, so. I've seen some people do this. I don't know if you've ever tried it where they um, like they blindfold a person and they put like headphones on and only they can hear the words coming out of the spirit box or the word bank, whichever one they use. Mm-hmm. And so the other people are talking to the you know spirits or whatever. And the person who's blindfolded is communicating what words are coming out of the box. Um, I don't know if that's just to, you know, make it seem a little bit more legit. Like, you know, there's, yeah. you know, you yeah, know, that, I don't know. Yeah. That's called the Estes method method. Um, okay. I would, I would love to try it because I think it's a great idea. Um, see the problem, um, I've had with the spirit boxes is sometimes I'm not that good at picking up on the words like the first time through. Cause it is so fast. Um, so like sometimes what I'll have to do is like, I'll go back later when I'm like editing the footage and like listen to it a couple times. Cause like sometimes I'll just won't, pick it up the first time through. And then like, then I listen to it again and I'm like, Oh my God, it's like clear as day. You know what I mean? And so, you know, and, and so I do want to try that though, for sure. I'd love to try that. Um, obviously it would have to be with when I have someone else with me and yeah, I'm obviously. going out by myself. <laughs> I bet if I did it by myself, just blindfolded, no one's Still asking, around in the, no in one's the asking questions. It's just me. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> That'd be great just to see what would happen, what they would say. They'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do. I would, I want to, that's on my list of things to try for sure. Cause I've seen people do that. I think it's a good idea. Um, so are there, is there any other tools that you use personally? Um, I know I saw you with the, on one of your videos, um, with, gosh, I can't, it's like the little box. And if you come in proximity to the antenna, it like, um, yeah, um, you, like, I, I, yeah. EMF detector. Yep. Yeah. I have one of those. A, yeah. It's not really an EMF. It's a, um, gosh, it's a, oh, like oh, a proximity. Oh, 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 um, a REM pod or something. Is that REM pod? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. REM pod. I don't own a REM pod. Um, I want a REM pod. That's like my next big thing. I like REM pods a lot. Um, they had one at Penhurst, and that's the first time I ever saw – well, I've seen them online, but first time I ever saw one in real life. And actually, quick story about that one. That was actually really cool. So we're in Penhurst. We're in the tunnels. I've never used a REM pod, so I don't really – at the time, I didn't know how they work. So basically how they work is they work – if the temperature changes, it goes off. If you touch it, it goes off. If – um, the barometric pressure drops or goes up, up or down. There's all these different factors. So if any of those things change at all, it makes noise basically. Um, so where me and Erica, um, my sister's husband, we're down in the tunnels. We're like walking up to it and it's kind of like going off. And I'm just like, Oh, that's weird. <laughs> and I'm like, cause I don't know. I don't know. I've never used one. So I don't know if like, it's supposed to be doing this normally. Like, I don't know. You know? So I'm like, all right. So it's going off constantly and I'm like, oh, that's strange. So I put my hand on it and, um, you know, it makes a noise and then it like stops. And then I'm like, oh, that must have been my phone. And Eric's like, oh, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, but that made a different noise, though. And then I look at it. I look at him and I'm like, all right, well, I was like, hey, if that was you, could you make that light up? And then it, dude, it lights up immediately. Not even like within the delay immediately. And I look at him. I'm like, no way. And I'm like, all right, hold on. I was like, can you make that turn off for me, please? And it turns off immediately. It's crazy. Immediately. It's crazy. And then I asked it to turn back on again and it did it again. And then I asked it um, if it could say something in our word bank. And then we caught an EVP that said no. So 
they didn't want to uh, play along that much, but um, I thought I just thought it was cool because I never had um, an experience with a REM pod. So I, I here we are. We're like, I don't know why this thing's going off. And then it really was, I guess, you know, a spirit or a ghost or somebody, um, yeah. you know, messing with it. So um, this is going to be a big question here. So what do you think actually is going on with hauntings? Um, so I know there's a bunch of different theories. Either it's like residual where it's just energy left over from, you know, throughout time you know this energy builds up and it kind of repeats itself um or there's you know the spirits of a dead person is there um i've heard one theory where it's like all time is not linear it's all happening exactly the same time and it's overlapping different you know timelines Mm -hmm. i guess is the way they put it so i mean what what is your theory about what is actually going on with like spirits and ghosts um, well, I think residual stuff's definitely a a little chunk of it for sure. I think that can definitely happen. Um, yeah, um, I will say I de- I think I do like the time loop and like that kind of th- theories. But I, at personal experience, I've had enough EVPs that they're too intelligent enough to be just random, you know, conversations that are slipping through time or something. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. so I, I definitely think it's, it's definitely people, real people, um, just, you know, hanging around here. And I think it is sort of like, um, a, a fourth dimension kind of thing. You know, we live in three dimensions, we see in three dimensions and stuff. And I think maybe, um, was ghosts and spirits or whatever, somehow, some way they're in like another dimension. So it's like, we, they can see us sort of thing. We can't see them. And then there's certain instances where, um, you know, there's like, areas or certain times or whatever the case may be reasons why we can sometimes hear and see each other for short periods of time or um, for glimpses and, and stuff like that. Um, Cause it's like maybe like a sort of a veil type thing, you know, between our two worlds or dimensions, however you want to look at it. Um, I think, yeah. I think that's crazy too, because like, and, and bringing up the example of you saying like you hearing cold and you guys were saying it simultaneously, Mm -hmm. that kind of makes me think of, and this is another theory behind that is like, um, deja vu, right? Like what if that's a different you on a different layer, like living the same moment, like kind of, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. And like saying, saying the same thing because I get deja vu quite a bit and it always like freaks me out. And I'm kind of like, man, is this like, I, 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 it's crazy because I can see it and I know, and I feel it. And I'm like, dude, I've seen this before. I've been here before, but there's no explanation for it is the craziest part about that. And I feel like that is like the same thing about what you're talking about with like how hauntings possibly work, right? Like you hear it, you can feel it, it, but there's like no reasonable explanation for it. Yeah. Basically. Which is just, it to me is mind blowing, but I do want to go back though to, um, the Bridgewater triangle. Is that what it's called? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Awesome. So, and and I've got two, two experts here, um, as far as Bigfoot goes. So, I got a question because I'm, I've always been like unsure about this is Bigfoot a thing or is a Bigfoot like a, a, a species right as a whole? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, 
I, I, I honestly, as more time goes on, like back when, if I, you asked me when I was like a kid, I'd be like, oh, it's just like, it could, if it, anything, it'd be like a real creature that just somehow is, you know, somehow just evades everybody all the time. But now as an adult and like, you know, um, you know, liking the paranormal and stuff like that. And obviously being influenced a little bit by Tony, obviously shout out to Tony <laughs> Merkel. Um, yeah. But um, I think there is some sort of credibility to like it being some sort of like real physical creature. Yes. But also having some sort of powers or something because it does seem kind of weird that, um, you know, not a lot of these things get caught, but there are so many people that have claimed to see them and not only, you yeah. know, Bigfoot, but other, you know, weird creatures that aren't supposed to exist, you know, um, you know, including puck wedgies and all that other stuff too, you know, cause puck wedgies, um, I'll tell you a quick family story. My uncle, um, uh, lived in a haunted house and, um, saw a puck wedgie jump down from, um, his attic and disappear in front of him. So mm. I think they're kind of like that, th- those creatures too. So I think they are physical cause it looked physical to him, but, they sure. they have some sort of either spiritual powers or whatever I don't know or there's some sort of half things where they can be physical sometimes and other times they can disappear I don't know obviously there's definitely something going on that's not normal and they're definitely it's not a normal animal put it that way right definitely and, not a normal animal well and I think it's crazy too because like when you talk about like national parks and exploring places that you're not supposed to go do, does it ever like occur to you that like there's a reason that these national forests are protected no hunters are allowed to go in there and hunt do you think that the that the government might know of something that is in these woods or in these forests and and of course I think maybe the creatures are different based on geographical location, right? Like maybe something that's like in the Appalachian trail or on the Appalachian trail here in the Appalachian mountains is completely different than something in the redwoods in California, right? Like, cause I know the redwoods in California, I know that there's like a big, uh, a big theory about like giants and stuff, right? Because like the, the ecosystem there is so drastically different than everywhere else in the country. Um, so like, and, and me and Jason were talking about this not too long ago. Um, but do you ever feel like, man, there must be a reason that they don't want us in there? Yeah. I mean, that definitely, that could be, that could, it's definitely possible. I would not put anything out of their own possibility. That's for sure. Um, you know, they are a huge, vast, you know, protected, you know, parts of land. I mean, I just think about like, um, you know, just think about how big America is, right? Do you think a man, woman, whoever has touched every single square inch of America? Or do you think there's areas where we haven't been yet? Oh man, there has to be tons. You know of I think, I think about that all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I'm sure there's tons of places that are just right under our noses that I'm not saying that like even cryptic creatures are just like, other things that we just didn't know were there because we're not looking for it. Right. Um, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so there's, uh, there's been so many times that I've just done um, little explorers of little parks and stuff and didn't even realize the parks were there, you know, like, or, or like this, there's a, there's this huge um, nature preserve right near me. I had no idea it was there. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Until Randonautica took me there. And so I was like, what is this place? And then I'm like, Oh, and then we look on the map and it's like, Oh, okay. It's a, it's like a little nature preserve. You can walk around and you know what I mean? Like I would have never known it was there. 
Well, and there's always like you have all these parks and stuff like all over the United States that like, for instance, I think there's a really famous one in Utah that has like a lake in the center of it and people get in the lake and they swim around in the lake and stuff. Um, but at the bottom of the of the lake, there's like cavern systems and, and things oh, like that. Yeah, like I believe that. Which they're like, I would say like 90% of these places have like, and in this case in particular, like they have a great welded shut over the opening of the caverns and things like that. And so, because obviously they don't want people going in them and, and, and drowning and getting lost and you're down there in like scuba gear and you're kicking up a bunch of sediment and dirt and you can't see anything at all. And in, and in most, and in most cases when you're diving in like lakes anyway, especially like here in Tennessee, um, a lot of the divers that I talked to, like when I was a police officer, especially, um, they dive with their eyes closed because it's so dark and your eyes try to find something to focus on. And so they just dive with the, the, you're supposed to dive with your eyes closed. So I can only imagine like getting into a situation where you get stuck or you've kicked up a bunch of sediment and, and you, you get really disoriented and you can't find your way out and you end up drowning. But then I also always think like, here in, here in Tennessee, very close to us, we have this place called the Lost Sea, which is this huge underground like cavern system. And, and you go in there and, and of course, like they have like lit up trails and places in the cave that are safe to go and they'll take you on boats and you see all the fish in the cave. But like I'm convinced, obviously, there's places in that cave you're not supposed to go. But like how deep does that cave go? What's at the end of the cave? Like, yeah, right. what, what did they have in place <clears throat> to, to stop things from coming in or going out? Or, <laughs> right. And so, like, yeah. So when you talk about like a nature preserve, like right next to you that you didn't even know about, like, what if there is a cavern there or a, mm-hmm. a, some sort of cave or some sort of lake? Or, uh, I mean, I think that there can be like almost anything in those places. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I think that's probably for me one of the most fascinating parts about your channel is it's not just paranormal, right? Like you're out in nature, you're out in the woods, you're you're the, you know, I mean, you're out in the swamp and and investigating places that are yes haunted, but also have other folklore wrapped into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I I love exploring um, just in general, whether it's like you said, haunted areas, abandoned buildings, um, a- anything really that is that I can explore and like find stuff, um, especially like history too. I love I love history, so um, there's a couple places that um, I've been wanting to go recently that are kind of like World War II history stuff, like kind of lost history type stuff, where there was like an old like base kind of thing that kind of like just got overgrown. I've been thinking about going there, yeah. um, just because you know it's just like kind of interesting because it's just. Um, I love I love like time, uh, time um, not time warps, but um, like when you like my favorite part of abandoned things or finding any ancient ruin, not ancient ruins, but ruins in general is like it's kind of like a time stamp of when that place closed or like right. Uh, you know when you go into a, a like an abandoned house or whatever, you can by the items in the house, you can tell what year the you know, the last person who lived there and what, you know, what year it was that they left, you know, and it, and it tells a story too, you know, like what kind of person, what they were, what they liked, what they didn't like, um, you know, like that's like one of the most fascinating things to me as far as exploration is like discovering, um, you know, hit lost histories of, you know, 
people that you know lived and died and you know are gone now and you know this is their old life sitting here and you know rotting away in some old house no one cares about you know i mean and and how like speaking of that like again going back to like the kate's cove thing of course there's like houses and things that like the park services have preserved and there's like old school churches and stuff but like how many of those kinds of houses exist just out in the woods yeah that yeah think about that yeah because i mean there's there's gotta be i know of a couple like rando houses like near where i live that are like allegedly in the middle of the woods um kind of like old houses that kind of like no one you know over time you know it's just kind of like too far away or you know something happened where they couldn't modify the house or something so they just ended up you know leaving it or yeah yeah just think about like how how like vast the woods are around your even like a 20 mile radius around your own house. And I right. bet if you checked every single square inch of those woods, you'd find something interesting in there or you'd find something you didn't know was there. A prime example of this. I checked out this abandoned house. Um, it was so overgrown. You could like barely see the thing. So we get there, we do the whole house. It's the same house. We had that voice that happened. So yeah. anyway, we get done with the house. We go outside through the, um, out in front of the garage and we're in the garage and uh, we look out, I happen to look out the side window of the garage and I look and I'm like, no way. I look out the window. There's a bulldozer next to the garage that I, w- I it was so overgrown. You can't even see it. <laughs> a bulldozer. And you, it's like, I, and from the street, you would never know it was there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just, here's this huge bulldozer, you know, less than 25 feet from the street. And, you know, no one from the street has ever seen this thing in like 20 years, 25 years. And most people don't even know it's there. You know, so like, or just think about animals in general, right? We're going back to like uh, cryptid creatures or any type of animals. Think about like raccoons or possums, all that kind of little animals that you don't really see that often, but they're everywhere. You know what I mean? So like, it's the same thing would apply to like sort of cryptid creatures. Just because you don't see them doesn't mean they're, you know, not there. You know, animals are pretty, usually pretty good at like hiding themselves if they want to be hidden for the most part. Um, yeah, but you totally. know what I mean. So I just like something I always like think about too. When people are like, "Oh, how could this exist?" It's like, well, you know, how, how many times have you seen, uh, you know, a skunk in your life? And like, oh, well, you know, like a couple. I was like, okay, well, there's a lot more than a couple out there. <laughs> yeah, there's just I, those two that you saw. <laughs> yeah, I've heard stories like, especially like here in you know the mountains of East Tennessee, of people still living there, like hillbillies. I guess you would call them. You know, still mm-hmm. like they were like back in the 1700s, you know, like that's wild. Just never, you know, came to modern times and just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just weird. <clears throat> that's like, like, sort of like Amish. Yeah. Yeah. But these are like scary mountain folk, you know, mm, like moonshine no, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not even that. I mean, even scarier than that. Like, really? You know, like, okay. Like, uh, like Ty referenced to Hill, Hills Have Eyes, just gotcha. like, gotcha. you know, like yeah. inbred families that mm-hmm. are just living out you know, in there and just, which, you know, that's another big, you know, conspiracy, like with the, uh, like missing four one one and stuff. Yes. It could be a Bigfoot or Sasquatch abducting people, but it also could be these, you know, mountain folk that are hidden and just, you know, are abducting people. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's freaky. Sometimes, you know, the more rational ex- explanation of supernatural, like, you know, there's just, this group of people living in the woods is sometimes more scary than thinking about it's in a paranormal um, aspect. <laughs> know, right. Know. That's, it is funny how that works out. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's so weird. Um, man, so man, dude, this has been a great conversation. I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I know you have some EVPs you wanted to share. Um, All right, cool. So this first clip is from the Halloween episode I was talking about. I was in the Huckamuck Swamp, and basically what this clip is is it's me walking down a pathway, and you're gonna hear another voice that says my name, Phil. Um, and then it's going to, um, I play it again. So it, it'll, there'll be like a little, another pause and it'll play three times in a row. And then you're going to hear the word, another word, which is the word here. It'll play three times in a row, so on and so forth. But here we go. But, um, we're getting close. All right, guys. It's a little bit further up. One thing. I Yeah, so that was the one I was talking about um, earlier where it like says my name in here. And I, like I said, I did not hear that at the time. I only heard that yeah. afterwards. And what's weird about that too is I caught the EVP on the iPad, not my phone. So I was recording with my phone, but it only popped up on my iPad, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know how that works, but yeah. Um, so that's that one. Um, this next one is another one I, I talked about before. It's the one at Eastern State Penitentiary. Whereas in the cell asking questions and the guy in the deep voice um, kind of says, what do you want from me? The beginning of it is the what do you want from like the what do you want part is kind of hard to hear from. But the, I feel like the for me part is like pretty clear um, with headphones. Obviously, these are a lot easier to hear. So if you're in your car, it's going to be hard to hear. But anyway. Yep. So those are, that's that one. Um, like I said, that one was, like I said, that was one of the more creepy ones I got ever got before for sure. That one sounds yeah. a lot more clear too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, and that's like a sentence too. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, that's like a, a straight up response. Like, you know, more than like one word. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, that's, that's, those are the ones. So the other ones I have are like all Penhurst stuff. Um, Cause I figured Penhurst is just a, such a cool place. And I caught like a tons of um, um, stuff there. Um, so you want to start with the Penhurst one stuff? Yeah, man, go ahead. Okay, all right, cool. All right, so this first one. Let me see which one this is. Basement building. Okay, so this one is in the basement building of Penhurst, and um, basically what it is is I'm by myself. Um, this is like an area where they say there's a portal down there. Um, a lot of like negative energy down there, but there's also like a lot of kids down there because it was like a school. So basically this is like an EVP of a kid saying the word school. And it definitely sounds like a kid, not like an adult. Um, I did not hear this at the time. It's definitely a whisper headphones for sure. Classrooms left down here. Classroom. Classroom. Like I said, it definitely sounds like a little kid, which is kind of sad. I was like, oh, does that mean that little kid like died as a little kid? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, that broke my heart. But I was like, yeah, that was um, just interesting. Um, just kind of like it was more like observational on their part, you know, basically trying to help me out and be like, oh, yep, this is the school. 
You know, yeah. at least that's that's the way I I, I took it as. Hmm. All right, um, this next part, um, this next EVP that we get is kind of sad as well. So in Penhurst, one of the dark histories of Penhurst is um, if the patients were bad um, and they bit another patient multiple times, they would rip all their teeth out. And in oh some gosh. cases, without anesthesia, like if they were a oh. patient that couldn't be like, yes, I want anesthesia, then they would not give them anesthesia. So if they were like non-vocal or if, you know, whatever the case was, or they didn't like them. So we're like talking about this history, right? And um, it gets to the point of the conversation where like, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want anesthesia? And then we catch a little, little EVP voice of somebody saying the word yes, uh, like an agreement being like, yeah, why wouldn't you want anesthesia? With that, yeah. Yeah, so that's that one. Very breathy, that one. Obviously a little bit more quieter, but um, yeah, that was definitely a sad one. I was like, dude, I was like, that's... I, I wish they would have said no. I was like, oh, it just verifies that they were treated bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like, I mean, go back to the thing about the teeth pulling, man. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't have my wisdom teeth out when I was younger, which was a big mistake. I had them out like a year ago. Oof. And it was... I mean, even with anesthesia, it was some of the worst pain I've ever felt. So, I mean, I can't even imagine what it'd be like, you know? Yeah, like with all, just like all your teeth. Oh, gosh, I know, dude. No way. Imagine this, like the screams, dude. Oh, that must have happened. You know what I mean? Oh, brutal. I mean, the um, sad thing about Pinhurst um, in the, you know, the mental health back then, I mean, so I have a learning disability. Um, I'm dyslexic and also I'm ADD. So, I mean, like even little things like that would be considered like institutionalized back yeah. then because they didn't understand, you know, everything. So, yeah, no, I mean, they put a lot of people in there that should like, they put people with epileptic seizures there too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or like pyromaniacs as well. So like, it was just like a, a hodgepodge of these random <laughs> random things that kind of don't really, you know, shouldn't be really belong together, you know, like, you know, yeah. very, very strange. Yeah. Um, and just, uh, you, then you add in, of course, like the abuse and neglect and all the stuff that happened here too. Um, but yeah, wild. Um, so this next one I got is um, basically we're in Penhurst. It's the hospital building and I open up a door and somebody says the word hired, like you're hired, which I was like, Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so that was that was interesting. Didn't hear that with my own ears at the time, and then I, like I said, I only knew I got it after. Um, just really weird. And then what's really weird about the next time I went there in that same building, we were getting word bank responses, and it told me it said you, the first word, second word fold, and I was like, what do you want me to fold? I was like, you, you am I like working here now? And it was <laughs> they were like, you should. <laughs> It was like, should. And I was like, oh, I was, I was like, I should work here. I was like, okay. So I was like, they, at least they like me, I guess. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought it was funny, yeah. Um, all right, so I have another one here. So this one's actually kind of creepy. It is like, 
it's just like it's one of those EVPs where I wish it was like a the, the it was like a step closer because it's like just far enough away where you can't understand anything that's being said. You can just hear that there's someone there. So basically, it's me and Nicole, and we're my fiance. She's in front of me, maybe like four feet in front of me. And then what happens is she hears a voice behind her, which I don't hear at the time, but she hears it real time, like a man's voice behind her saying something. And it kind of like freaks her out. Um, So basically, that's this clip right here. Um, And this is in the music therapy room of Penhurst, which is in the basement, which is kind of creepy. Did you used to do music therapy in here? You okay? Yeah, I just, I think it might have been my water bottle sloshing, but I heard something. Like I said, just like far enough away where you can't quite understand what's being said, but you can hear like somebody saying, like, it's just like just far enough away. But um, she heard it with her own ears and like she jumped immediately. Um, which is just very weird, very weird experience. Um, like I said, Penhurst, man, Penhurst is absolutely wild. And I've only been, I've only done, I've only been there twice as far as doing videos there and, um, caught a ton of stuff there. It's just one of the, one of the more active places for sure. There's just spirits all around constantly. All right. Um, if you guys want, I got more, I got a few more clips. If you guys are still interested in hearing more. Yeah, man, go ahead. All right, awesome, cool. This next one is in the school again, and basically um, there's like a chalkboard there, and I'm writing my name on the board, and I'm like, all right, who's it, who's in the class? And uh, we get a name. Who's in attendance here? Yeah, so that, like, to me, it sounded like Kevin, like Kevin. Yeah, I, I was thinking Kevin or Karen. Uh, yep. I could hear both, yeah. Yep, yep. It's definitely a K word. I Yeah, de- one of the two words, but definitely a, a K word in, in response for sure. Um, That whole school area was very creepy. Coming up, I don't know if it's ne- – I think it's next. Um, is one, uh, Honestly, I should have remembered this as my creepiest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, So we're in the school part, and um, we're walking down. I get a word bank response that says right, like meaning turn right. Yeah. And I'm like, are you over here? And I point at the room to the right. And then behind me, somebody says no. Um, so honestly, it did creep me out. I totally forgot about this until right now. But this is definitely the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me. Pencil sharpener. Right. Right? Right. That room? Whoa, 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 whoa. Holy shit. Did you hear something? Did you hear that? Why are you freaked out? Relax. I swear I heard someone behind me say something. And that That is, yeah, that's so clear, man. Super clear, super clear. Like I said, I heard it with my own ears. And it was one of those ones that I heard it and then it just took me a minute even to react to it. I was like, what? I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, dude, yeah. That was, that was wild. Especially when I'm like, we get the word bank responses right. I point to the right. I'm like, are you over there? And it's like, nope, <laughs> I'm behind you. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'm just crazy. like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, This one is honestly a really weird EVP. <clears throat> so I think 
I had to listen to it like 30 times because I'm like, I just thought it made it might have been just a random weird noise. But I think what this EVP says, it's two different people. It's like somebody that's saying, leave me alone. And the other person said is like screaming. No, um, it's just very strange. I'll play it for you right here. Super weird, super weird. Yeah. Just like the whole way, the whole the whole thing, the way it sounds is weird too. Even does, the, yeah. does the no does the no sound like a child to you? Sort of, yeah. Sort it's of. almost like leave me alone as an adult, and the mm-hmm. child's like no, no, yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it sounds like. Good catch. I never put that together till right now. That's Very awesome. Thank you. No, yeah, that's a that's a weird one. I thought that was just so weird. It just sounds weird. All right, <laughs> this next one is probably going to make you guys laugh. So we're in the hospital, um, and right before this on the word bank, I get Vermont um, hose, H-O-E-S. And I'm like, Vermont hose? I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden, like a couple minutes later, I get the name Jennifer. And I'm like, Jennifer who? <laughs> and I, it, it swear to God, it says ho. <laughs> it's really fast and really quiet I tried to just isolate the hoe um, but I do have the whole thing right here Jennifer Jennifer, Jennifer who I'll, 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 it plays again three times <laughs> I just thought it, was, it was just like a whisper but like oh <laughs> I was like oh man somebody's upset somebody's oh, not happy about um, the way Jennifer treated them All right. (laughs) All right. So honestly, this is the the craziest EVP I've ever got. And I honestly had to listen to it like a hundred times because I was like, is this like somebody talking in the other room? But it's not because it's so basically it's the hospital building. It's the end of the night. There's literally just our little group, which is us three in the room and like one other two other people like way on the other side. Um, so it's not them, but basically this is a conversation between a man and a woman. And so I'm going to tell you what the conversation is first and I'll play it for you. So basically the woman says, you, you, you got, or what she says, I think she says what, and then the guy says, I love you though, woman, I know, man, but we broke up, woman, yes, man, it's, um, the woman doesn't, a man doesn't say anything, then it's, then the woman laughs. And then she moans, and then the man says Katniss, and then that's the whole conversation. But it's, like, really, really fast. So I just wanted to tell you what I thought it said before I played it for you. Um, but anyway, here we go. It, uh, just like the other ones, it plays a couple times. So like I said, that one's really quick. Um, like I said, you have to you can um, loop that one a, a couple times if you want. But yeah, dude, the way just the speed of the conversation, there's no way in hell a normal person, two people, would have to speak that fast because it is really quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. How fast they talk. 
Um, it's just like really quick, right back and forth, boom, 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 boom. Um, which is it just really weird. And what's re- strange about that and that room, right where we caught that EVP, that whole area was just kept on getting spikes on the EMF constantly the whole time. So it was as if that whole area was just, you know, they were hanging out there or whatever. Um, energy was there. And we caught that. I don't know if that's an echo from the past or a real conversation between two ghosts or two people. I don't know. But um, it's very strange because, you know, it is a conversation, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. most EVPs are just one word. But when you catch something like that, that's it's pretty, pretty intense, you know, and weird, weird, yeah. just super weird. Very, very weird. Um, like I said, and I know there was no one around because it was at the end of the night and no one's around. So I know it's not like another conversation and and that and like i said the speed of the conversation is just too fast too fast to be a normal person and two people talking yeah because it's just like it's like it's even hard to hear because it's so fast um you literally have to like slow it down to hear like how what they're actually saying you know what i mean um yeah yeah those are just like some of the most recent evps that i've gotten recently that um i've liked a lot and i figured you guys might want to like or your listeners um might like so but yeah, yeah totally a lot man. of those are a lot of those are super clear too. Yeah, right? yeah. I I try I I try to um if they're not then I'll usually say hey this isn't clear I think it's saying this but if it's not clear at all I usually don't even bother even marking it. Um, but yeah, thanks, man. I don't know. Like I said, EVPs are so weird. Like I'll I can catch an EVP on the iPad and not the phone and they're right next to each other, or I'll catch something on the tape and not the or vice versa or both. Um, it's weird how that works. I don't understand yeah. it, but yeah. Um, yeah, but thanks. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it, man. It's, it's, um, honestly, the hardest part of doing panel investigation is the editing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The same here. I mean, we, we have a lot of editing also. And yeah. I've, yeah. I've done some YouTube videos. Um, my family and I, um, I tried to start a YouTube channel for like our family adventures, and oh, I love it. the editing the editing is killer you know mm-hmm, we went on a mm-hmm. cruise we went on a cruise for five days and i was going to edit it down to like one video and i'm like no i'm i just stopped i'm like there's i can't i don't have time for this you know you're, you're telling me yeah it's i mean there's little tricks and you get better as you go along and stuff like that but no matter wh- how you cut it it's work you know you got to yeah. put in hours to you know edit even podcast too because i used to do a podcast way back when too and i know that struggle of editing and all that too. It's the same thing as the videos too, you know? Um, it's, it's, a, but you know, it's, as long as you love what you're doing, it's, it's definitely worth it. You know, it's worth the couple hours it takes to put the video together and stuff like that. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, even, even if, you know, you're just doing it for fun, you know, and it's a passion thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I got a question for you before we uh, get out of here. Um, so what kind of equipment do you use? Like what kind of cameras do you use? Um, do you use GoPros or do you use like DSLRs or, you know, just what do you use? Um, so I, I'm like, I, I try to be as simple as possible. Um, so I just use straight up, just use my iPhone. I bought, okay. yep. I bought a little cradle, um, that I edit, um, I film with and stuff that I, I can put like, um, a microphone onto it. So that way I don't get the wind sound. Um, I, I also have like some lights that I put on there and stuff too. So I have attachments that I can put on there to, um, to make it, um, if, if I do like night shots and stuff like that, um, as far as ghost stuff, I use the ghost app. Um, I think it's, I can't remember. I think it's M3 science ghost app or 
M3 Science Paranormal Toolkit, I think is the name of it. Um, that's the one that I use that has the word bank in it. And not only that, it's actually it's actually a really good app because it's cheap. It's like 10 bucks. It has an SLR on it, which is one of those ones um, that like tracks the stick figures. If you're, you know what I'm saying? If you've yeah, yeah. Ghost shows. Yeah, so um, it has one of those in there, night vision. It has like a bunch of different stuff. It records audio. Um, so it does a bunch of different things. So I highly recommend that for anyone just wanting to do it for fun. Just because it's 10 bucks, it's wicked cheap. But also I use a tape recorder like old school tape recorder. I use um, the EMF detector. Um, and what else? I bought a new EMF detector, actually electronic one um, that makes noise and beeps when it like things get close to it kind of thing. Um, other than that, uh, is that it? Oh, spirit box, obviously. Yeah, the spirit box. Yeah. Um, and my next thing I want to get is a REM pod. That's basically, you know, what I use. I try to use a little bit of everything. So I've seen people, they use these, they call them cat balls. I think they're just cat toys that blink. They have lights in them yes. and they're like sensitive. If something touches it, you know, the lights will go off. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are, you know, it's creepy whenever they use those because I'm like, I have cats and I'm like, you know, I'm afraid to get those. I don't want to leave them in my house. Now, now <laughs> you're reluctant to buy them for your cats because you're like, That's hey, right. dude, you know what it reminds me of? It's funny you say that. It reminds me of the first time I bought the toolkit, right? So I was just like, you know. Well, you, know, you buy something, you're like playing around with the app. So you're like, all right, what does this do? So I open up the SLS thing, right, in my house. <laughs> and on my, like, I have a little, like, fake fireplace mantle thing. And I'm sure it was just nothing. But I swear to God, something was, like, looked like a cat was, like, sitting on my, like, a fireplace stand. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I immediately, like, closed the app out. I was like, all right, well, I shouldn't be, like, checking this out now. I'll check this out later. <laughs> yeah. So that technology, uh, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, it came from, so the Xbox 360, they had the camera that came with it. Uh-huh. And so that technology is what they used to do the body tracking when it, for the video games. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yep. And then people will notice, I, guess, I don't know who was the first person to notice, but someone noticed, oh, there's someone in the room with me and I'm the only one here, you know, and it's tracking them. So that's that's kind of how it all came about. It's it's super weird. I'm I'm a big video game nerd, so and Ty is also. Gotcha. So you know, little things like that. It's just you know, when yeah. I saw that, I I, yeah. I literally unplugged the the camera out of my Xbox. <laughs> and I was like, I I don't want to know. I just don't want to know. Yeah, right. You're like, all right, yeah, I'm all set with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah exactly. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> oh man. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been a, a great evening of conversation and just it's been awesome just to learn about just how you go about your investigations and just, you know, all the cool stuff you get to do. It's awesome. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. No, it's been fun hanging out, just um, hanging out and, and, you know, talking paranormal stuff. And it's just it's been more like just a couple of guys hanging out, you know. Um, I don't know if you're, you're allowed to swear in your podcast, but just shooting the shit and yeah, um, hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like uh, that. I think that's some of the best podcasts are just what's what are just more like natural conversation. And def- that's definitely what it was. And I, like I said, appreciate you guys inviting me on. It was a lot of fun. I'll come back anytime you guys want me to come back. And if you're ever in Massachusetts, you'll have to come, um, you know, do some paranormal investigations with me in the Huckamuck or Freetown, wherever you guys want to go, we'll go. Dude, I would, I would love that dude, seriously. But, um, back to what you're saying, man, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but yeah, Ty and I, so we work together. Um, we also, we also play video games together. And so this is kind of how this all came about. Um, I'd go over to his desk and I'd be like, 
hey man, what do you think about time travel? You know, we just start talking about oh, it. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. You know, so that's cool. That it's like a little uh, origin story. <laughs> to to yeah, our definitely. bosses, it's May, you know, like we're we're sitting there for 30, 40 minutes talking about time travel. <laughs> They're like, are these guys gonna work or what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. No, that's cool. I love it. No, you guys got yeah, a good man. thing going. Keep on going. I know you this, You guys are like, you know, they got like, wow, this is sick. This is going to be episode six, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is episode yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah, keep on um, going. I think you guys got a good thing going. I did listen to a little bit of um, uh, episode one. I still, I got to catch gosh. up. But um, episode one oh, seems like, I mean, even though we got six <laughs> episodes, it's like, well, we're doing one every other week. Because, gotcha. you know, right now, trying to get into the flow, we thought it'd be best to, you know, take our time and ease our way into, you know, doing like a weekly episode. Um, but yeah, the episode one seems, it seems so rough now compared to where we're at, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like, it's just like anything else. You know, over time, you'll you'll get better and better. Just imagine a year from now, you're going to be like, looking back at all these early episodes and be like, oh man, we did X, Y, and Z. I can't believe we would do it that way. You know, it's just like... The whole growing process and all that stuff, but you guys are doing good. Yeah, um, I can't wait till this uh, comes out. I'll share it, all that stuff. Um, if you guys want to follow me on my socials, exploring with Phil on Instagram, um, on Facebook as well, and on Twitter, it's exploring underscore Phil. I think because exploring with Phil won't fit or something like that. I can't remember something like that. Um, I'll you guys can put it in the, the show notes or whatever if you want. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, if you guys want to check out my videos, that's great. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, thank you. Hey, man, real quick, before yeah. we get out of here, I've got to know, so the Canadian Dutch boys, where does that come from? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, like, when we were in, when I was in high school a long time ago, um, Jackass was, like, very popular. Um, and so we used to do, like, little videos kind of like Jackass and do, like, pranks and stuff like that. And so we used to call ourselves the Canadian Dutch boys. And so that's where the name comes from. So it's it's kind of like an all-encompassing name for like all of the things that I like. Because I, I just started doing Exploring Refill for like the last year. Now, obviously, if I would have started the channel a year ago, I would have just called it Exploring Refill and not Canadian Dutch Boys. Um, so it's just been that name because I used to do other like videos and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of where the name comes from. But yeah, that's funny that you say that. Everyone <laughs> asked that. <laughs> I am, And also, I am not Canadian. And I am not Dutch, so I am none of those things. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I want to make that clear. <laughs> I am not Canadian. <laughs> Man, there's nothing wrong with Canadian. Yeah, no, you're some of the nicest Canadian. people. Oh yeah, I know. That's why. That's why you give them a hard time. <laughs> know. Dude, you know it's so funny. We bring this up at the end of this episode because Ty and I we played with my son. We played Fortnite tonight, and out of nowhere, I don't know where my son came up with this. He goes. You know, you can't trust Canadians because they're too nice. I'm like, you're 10. Where do you come up with this crap? Where is he learning this? That's awesome. That's funny. I don't know. I even met a Canadian. Yeah, right? I love it. Uh, but to all my Cana- my all the Canadian, I can't even talk. All of my Canadian <laughs> listeners out there. I mean, we love Canada. You know, oh, Canada. I'm serious. I'm a big hockey fan, so. Oh, I love it. Love you, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I love Canada, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Awesome. especially if they subscribe yeah definitely yeah all my canadian um friends out there please go subscribe uh but yeah guys uh, speaking of subscribing um thanks for listening uh, check out our instagram page and also you know like subscribe share make sure you give us a five-star review on 
all your podcatchers out there. And, um, you know, thanks for listening. And I'm your host, Jason, and this is Ty. See you guys later. Later, guys. Peace. Rip, rip.